0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Welcome in, everybody, on this Friday, a unique Friday, uh, because sports are over. Not really. Not really over. I mean, we've got NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs and stuff like that. The Olympics are coming next month, which is going to just be awesome, especially from a content perspective. But sports around here are over for a little while. I had a moment this morning where I was like, Wait, what do I do now? (laughs) What do I do now? I mean, I guess we, you know, catch up on Dave or something on Netflix, I guess. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know what to do with my hands here for a little while now that we have no uh, sports happening in front of us to talk about. So anyway, welcome in. What a unique day, though, in college sports. And we'll be talking about that name, image, and likeness rights happened officially yesterday and the floodgates are open. First, I want to remind you, though, first. I'm Michael Borkey. Glad that you are with me. And uh, for those of you that are still here or that stuck around after uh, the College World Series has now ended, Mississippi State won and you're still here, I appreciate you uh, for tuning in and being a part. I do this every morning, 8 a.m., give or take, uh, on Periscope, which is how uh, a lot of you are likely watching, on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search my name right there and find me on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also find me on Facebook, like the Facebook page, and wherever you get your podcasts, this gets uploaded in podcast form. Just search Mike in the Morning or my name, wherever you get them, and subscribe. And while you're here, leave a rating and a review. And so a lot of people have questions. Uh, we brought it up a little bit on the radio show yesterday, but as you can imagine, we were heavily focused on the, the whole national championship thing. So um, there are so many questions that people have when it comes to name, image, and likeness, what's going to happen next, all this stuff. If you have any I think I've got all the answers in terms of how this is going to work, how they're going to make money, all that stuff. If you have a question still, if there's something that you don't quite understand, I will happily answer them for you. I think I've got it all understood, I, especially in terms of what they're going to be allowed to do here in the state of Mississippi. So if you got a question, I, I will happily, happily answer. Just put it in the comments, whatever platform you're on. I can see them pop it up here on the screen and it'll be good to go. So if you have any questions on this, I will uh, I will answer them for you. But yesterday was a wild day. Only because it's just so out of character for college football. It was very similar to what you see around draft time where you know a week or so before the drafts, all of the guys that you know are going to be first rounders start announcing their endorsement deals. You know, with Gillette or uh, whatever uh, was it Nesquik that DK Metcalf had before he got drafted all that kind of stuff starts popping up and these like Trevor Lawrence signed with a cryptocurrency company that, that kind of stuff starts popping up and you see that in the NFL after they complete their college years but it was weird yesterday to see current college athletes start announcing their endorsements Bo Nix Uh, I can't believe the deal didn't get intercepted, but Bo Nix uh, announced a a deal with a a sweet tea company, and it's on his Instagram, him promoting a sweet tea. And this is, I mean, such a different, unique era because it it hasn't been that long since uh, college athletes couldn't even use themselves to promote a charity function. I saw a story yesterday. I mean, this was back in the 80s, but they still couldn't do it today where a college basketball player was suspended, suspended for multiple games because he let a sorority use his picture on a flyer for a fundraiser, a charity fundraiser, not like raising funds for themselves. No, a charity fundraiser. His picture was used to help get people to donate money to charity and he got suspended. So we have gone from that in one day from that to Bo Nix endorsing a sweet tea company. Matt Corral apparently charging $10,000 for an appearance fee. (laughs) Shoot your shot, man. That's all I got to say about that. But um, in a day, we've gone from you can't use your picture for charity to you can do whatever you want. You had athletes... On billboards in Times Square yesterday, college athletes on billboards in Times Square. It should have always been this way, though, when you think about it. It should have always been this way. Especially the most important thing to me is the stuff that doesn't really involve boosters or car dealership ads or anything like that. There are a handful of, of athletes that started making money yesterday that you don't know or you likely you, they, you don't know. They they don't play quarterback or, or wide receiver or they're not dunking a basketball or draining a three. You saw two women's basketball players at Fresno State sign an endorsement deal with Beats by Dre, the headphone company. Extremely, extremely popular headphones and speakers and stuff like that. The reason that they got that deal, though, was because of their social media presence. They're they're twins. Their presence online is apparently very creative and fun and followed by millions of people. You have a gymnast at LSU who stands to make millions, possibly. But it's not exactly because she's a student athlete. It's because she has built this following. Millions of people follow her on TikTok and Instagram and all this stuff where Because she happened to be a college gymnast, she couldn't use that and monetize it. But you've got thousands of kids all over the country who are online famous, who happen to not play a sport that have been making money this whole time. That to me is the bigger thing. So, what we're seeing, I've adjusted my order already. So, I've got to get to this, got to get to that. But what we're seeing right now to me, is that standalone advertisements aren't, that, aren't going to be that lucrative. It's kind of what I expected. I've talked about this with you guys before. I think college athletes, some of them, have value that exceeds the scholarship they receive. The scholarship is absolutely valuable. The education that they receive is valuable, and they can carry it for the rest of their lives. I'm not diminishing the value of an education. However, there are some that have value that exceeds... Uh, what they get in scholarship compensation i think that's fair but it's not that much i told you guys going into this it's not that much i've been asked so many times well what's going to stop a booster who owns a car dealership from giving 10 alabama players a hundred thousand dollars in an endorsement deal well nothing but also business is he going to do that every year is he going to give a million dollars of advertisements to Alabama football players that don't return on that investment? No, at the end of the day, yes, these people love and care about their football programs and their players and their teams, but they're also business people. You're not going to see a a local car dealership shelling out hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year to get a dozen recruits to go to Alabama. That doesn't make sense. It it won't happen that way, and I think so far we're learning that where De'Eric King, I mean, he's an extremely popular quarterback and a really marketable guy, plays a fun brand of football. He's got a bunch of deals, about 20 k That's real money, and I'm, I'm really happy that he's able to do that. But that's more of what we're, we're talking about here uh, in terms of endorsement deals and stuff like that. The quarterback of Auburn's getting a sweet tea. A few thousand bucks. I'm sure he'll get on Cameo at some point, and Auburn fans will pay him 50, 60 bucks to record a video message and say, War Eagle, Dan, happy birthday. Um, But that, from just the athlete and endorsement perspective, is more of what you're going to see. A Trevor Lawrence is going to get more. He's different. Zion Williamson would have been worth seven figures in college, without a doubt. But by and large, this the Bo Nix deal is more of what you're going to see. A, a local sweet tea company. uh, Cameo. Being on Cameo. Getting a few hundred bucks for appearances at, at a local retailer. That's the kind of stuff you're going to see in terms of the athletes themselves. Because they are valuable. Some of them have value that extends beyond. But the people that think that local businesses are just going to shell out hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to dozens of athletes. That's not going to happen. Some will, some will. The quarterback at Alabama is going to make a ton of money because he's the quarterback at Alabama and the car dealership in Dothan is going to want his name in their ads. But largely it's going to be more about what Bo Nix is getting. That's, Really, what they can expect. The volume is not going to be what people have feared, I don't think. It's going to be decent money, but not at the volume that people are expecting, in in my opinion. I think yesterday was a good precursor to that. You saw more of what it's going to feel like. What's going to be rewarded in this is really nothing to do with athletic performance, it's social media and creativity online. The LSU gymnast. She's not famous online because she's a gymnast. She's famous online because she's creative and other things. The twins at Fresno State, they have built a following up online. That's what's going to be rewarded here. Developing followings on social media, being fun, engaging, and creative, having YouTube channels, TikTok pages. That's where the real money in all this is going to come from. And that's something that is not going to be A benefit of being a good athlete. Does that make sense? Again, the LSU gymnast is not going to make a whole bunch of money because she's an LSU gymnast. It's because she's creative online. That's where the real money is going to be. Social media, creativity, and following is really where this is going to benefit these athletes. And of course, you're seeing things like this story that I saw yesterday. An offensive lineman for Marshall. See, this is what I was talking about earlier when it comes to, I can't believe this hasn't always been the case. Marshall has an offensive lineman. Uh, As you guys can imagine, Marshall is not exactly uh, filled with boosters willing to shell out cash to all their players, right? It's a smaller school, lesser division. It's Marshall. Will Ulmer... Plays offensive line at Marshall. Will Ulmer is also apparently pretty talented. He can play guitar and sing. He's a country artist, an aspiring country artist. He can now play at local bars and restaurants and clubs for a little bit of cash. Not going to be a lot. A couple hundred bucks here, four hundred bucks there, but he's a true, he's a real, true talent. And local bars and restaurants don't want him to play there because he's the Marshall offensive lineman. They want him to play there because he is a guy that can come play guitar in a bar and people will come watch him and, you know, have drinks and stuff and put a couple bucks in the tip jar for the guy playing music that night. He has gone under an alias to play these clubs until yesterday. Lucky Bill was the name he was going by. I'll show you a picture of this guy. Um, let's see. The sharing the screen thing. It always takes me too long. Um, there. <laughs> That's Will Ulmer. He's been going under the uh, the title Lucky Bill to, uh, to get clubs and bars and restaurants and not get in trouble from the NCAA. That's the kind of stuff that I don't understand why people fought against it, honestly. It, it really doesn't make sense to me why we fought against guys like this to be able to do what he wants to do, play music at a bar for a couple hundred bucks a night. Why have we ever stopped his ability to do that? It's crazy to me, but I'm glad that's over, and it's guys like him It's guys like the Mississippi State baseball team. They just won the freaking national championship. They're going to have a parade today. Tons of people in Starkville. Right now, they are more valuable than they will be in a long time until they make the majors, honestly, um, as far as marketability. Of course, Will Bednar is going to get a contract that far exceeds whatever he can make on name, image, and likeness. But those guys now today are going to be able to capitalize on that. They're going to be able to have an auto- Rowdy Jordan is going to be able to do an autograph signing at Strange Brew Coffee. You know? Why have we ever stopped that from happening? Will that really corrupt the sport? Will that is that really going to alter things? Or is that allowing a legal adult to engage in legal adult things. Nobody would ever want my autograph for anything, believe me. Uh, But I could do an autograph signing at Strange Brew Coffee House, or I could have two days ago. People could line up and and pay me. I'm a legal adult. Nothing wrong with that. So why is it wrong that he does it? Never understood that, but I'm glad that's over. The real money, though, is not going to come from Booster is just slinging out hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes, recruits have gotten paid. They will continue to get paid, and it will still be against the rules, and nobody will do anything about it. But if you're thinking that a car dealership is going to start slinging out hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to kids, you're, you're crazy. We saw yesterday what really is going to be achieved or, or attained by these kids, and it's a few thousand bucks here, you know, a couple hundred bucks there, teach lessons the old Miss women's golf team won a national championship those girls can now teach lessons for money and I I promise you there's a a parent of a young golfer in Oxford that will pay Julia Johnson fifty dollars an hour to teach her little girl a lesson that should have always been allowed but I'm glad that's allowed now that's really what's going to be happening here you're not going to see some seismic massive contracts from all of these players a handful maybe but that's about it the quarterback at Auburn is getting a sweet tea deal. I mean, th- that that's his value is sweet tea. That that's it. It doesn't help that he's not great, but you know what I mean. Um missed your live show yesterday. So yeah, I, I uh I hope you saw the little guy. That was cute yesterday, huh? So fun show to podcast last night. Yeah, that was uh Hey that was hilarious yesterday. That was, uh, that was great. Um, day after National Championship Radio is pretty darn good. Um, sure sure beats a, uh, a nationally syndicated broadcast of LeBron James conversation. That's for sure. But, hey, what do I know? Chris saying, will big money polarize recruits tor- towards big-name schools and away from small schools? Sorry if I already covered. Um, I-, I think it will do the opposite. Sort of. Because right now, Chris, the big schools are already getting whoever they want. I mean, go go look at recruiting rankings over the last five years. It's Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma. I mean, the biggest schools, uh, the biggest brands are already getting whatever player they want. I think what this could possibly allow, uh, either things will stay the same. Because the 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 gap between the haves and the have-nots in college football can't get any worse. That's the one thing that I've seen a lot of people like stroke. Forgive the verbiage, but fear porn is what people are peddling about. Oh well, it's just going to separate the big schools from the small schools. How are they not separated to a point of no return? Look at who makes the playoffs every single year. The the, the haves in college football are so so separated from the have-nots already. It could not possibly get worse. You can still only sign 25 guys a year. Alabama gets whoever they want already. Clemson gets whoever they want already. So this, yeah, there will probably be more advertising opportunities for athletes at Alabama right now, of course. But they're already getting more in recruiting under the table right now. And they're already going there anyway. So I don't think it'll change the structure of college football. You can't make it any worse than it already is. But I do think schools like Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Virginia Tech, Kansas State, Georgia Tech, these kind of places that aren't traditional powers, um, they can better keep particular players in their state. I mean, if you look at Mississippi over the last few years, Georgia's been able to swoop in and just take players that they want. Um, Totally above board, though. If, if a Mississippi school went into Georgia and took the number one player in the state of Georgia, everybody, oh, my gosh, oh, they're cheating. But Georgia can come into Mississippi and take the best player in Mississippi, and nobody even raises an eyebrow. It's fascinating, isn't it? Um, but I do think this kind of stuff would allow for a school like an Ole Miss or a Mississippi State to keep players within the state, possibly. Um, you've got a high profile recruit that usually would have been bought by a booster under the table, slung, you know, mom a job or dad a new car or uncle, a, you know, a couple thousand bucks or 10 grand or whatever it is, and, and buying these recruits under the table. But now, Ole Miss and Mississippi State can pitch this NIL structure. And, you know, hey, there's, look at our last quarterback. He got this. A deal from XYZ company, and you can do that here as well. Whereas you go to Alabama, you could be years away from something like that, if at all. I think that phenomenon would uh, be more likely than somehow the power structure being even more divided than it already is. I think if anything, it gives schools around here more of a fighting chance than they currently had or they used to have. Now – it might level the playing field, if not keep everything the same, because the best players are already going to these big schools. It's already happening. So, But I'm, I'm with you. I, I, it's, it's a legitimate question, but the people that are telling you are saying, oh, it's it's just going to make – all the, the players are going to go to the big schools. They already do. They already do. T- tell me how Alabama can recruit better than they currently do. P- please help me – understand how Alabama can get better at recruiting they can't they're already getting everybody JP says I saw that about the Marshall guy finally those guys can harness their talents and true earning potential yep the the restriction on people like him uh was always was always wrong but that's that's the NCAA, and they they still have people. I, I saw it argued yesterday. They still have people calling it the wild wild west, and it's just going to be crazy, and it's going to ruin college sports. In in what way? I I still have not heard an adequate argument for why this will ruin college sports for anyone. I haven't figured it out. I don't understand how it could. If Matt Corral gets two thousand bucks to go make an appearance at, I don't know. I, they're a bunch of state fans, so this wouldn't be the case, but just throwing it out there. If, if Farm Bureau wanted Matt Corral to show up to their event and paid him a couple thousand dollars, what does that hurt? What, what does that hurt? I don't, I've never understood uh, that argument. But speaking of, Mississippi athletes, I have not seen formal announcements yet. That does not mean they're getting them, though. I had a friend ask me last night, you know, Ole Miss players, none of them have announced anything. Should should you be worried, or should he said, should I be worried that, like, other schools are getting these and Ole Miss players aren't? Just because it didn't happen on the first day doesn't mean the wheels aren't in motion. Um, Matt Corral is one of the more hotly contested names out there. They're being selective is what they are. He's got a ton, a ton of options right now, um, so much that apparently they're overwhelmed by it uh so no just because they didn't have some big formal announcement for Mississippi State player X or Ole Miss player Y doesn't mean they're not happening for the guys here and they just didn't rush to announce it on day one but those things are coming I know uh Mississippi State had a women's golfer that did the barstool thing yeah barstools getting in on um on the name image and likeness thing they just throw it together just out of nowhere and uh now that they're just basically letting every athlete that wants to be affiliated with Barstool, uh, they're giving them like Instagram edits and free merchandise and stuff like that. Barstool is not actively paying all these kids. So like when you see Ohio State cross country runner joining the Barstool athlete thing, they're not paying them. They're giving him some stuff like social media shout-outs, graphics. Merchandise, stuff like that. Um, but a Mississippi State women's golfer did that yesterday, I saw. Um, but that's it as far as like ironclad announcements. I know Matt Corral is involved in, oh gosh, what was it called? I've got to find it now. Um, Dreamfield. Dreamfield is, it's kind of like Cameo, if you've ever used Cameo, it's, um, They'll have NFTs. They'll have uh, booking live events, autograph signings, meet and greets, speaking engagements, stuff like that. Uh, Mackenzie Milton and Derek King are like the, the two co-founders of it, if you will. But I know Matt Corral is involved uh, with that somehow. Um, they can set their own prices for appearance fees and, and stuff like that. Um, so he's on that. And like I said, He's asking for 10 grand for an appearance fee. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like a typo or something, but uh, McKenzie Milton, for example, he's going to be the starting quarterback at Florida State this year. You might know his story. He was at UCF, destroyed his leg. They thought he was never going to get to play football again. Now he's back. His is two grand. McKenzie Milton, uh, excuse me, Derek King's is two grand. Michael Penix, the quarterback at Indiana's, is 500. And then you look at this app and Matt Corral. It's listed for $10,000 $10, for an appearance fee. Uh, shoot your shot, kid. And maybe it's uh, they just look at it as, one, I don't really have the time to make all kinds of appearances. So I'd rather have one company pay me $10,000 versus five companies paying me 2000 and have to go to five appearances. I'd rather just do one and make the same amount of money and not use up so much of my time. Maybe that's the the approach they're taking, uh, but that that did crack me up though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's better than De'Aaron King and he's better than McKenzie Milton. Uh, he's better than Michael Penix, but Ted Grant for an appearance fee is a little steep, I think. Uh, but shoot your shot, man. He'll get something. John Rice Plumley uh, will be getting something, I'm sure. I've I've heard that both of them have been asked a lot, and they're just trying to sort through it find what's worth their time uh, i expect mississippi state baseball players here in the very near future to be all over the place to do autograph signings to do cameos to do stuff like that i expect that um, Jaden wally is going to be somewhere i mean i i understand if you don't want to put a shirtless guy on your advertisement but him in the cowboy hat with the sunglasses needs to be like he needs to just print that on a t-shirt And that's the next thing that I haven't mentioned yet is these guys can sell their own t-shirts now. Back uh, when Dante Moncrief was playing at Ole Miss, I, I know a guy that made the feed Moncrief shirts and they got like a cease and desist letter because they were making money off of Dante Moncrief's name. And obviously he couldn't, but think about how much money he could have made feed Moncrief, anything, Jake Mangum, anything at all. Number 15 with Mangum above it would have sold thousands of them. Those kids can do that now. Matt Corral can sell a a jersey with the number two on it with his name above it. People will buy that. People will buy that from Tanner Allen. Will Bednar, even though he's going pro, so it, it doesn't really matter if he gets endorsements or not, you know, as far as that goes. But that's another thing merchandise. Not every kid's going to be able to sell their own customized merch, but Matt Corral can. Well, Bednar could have. He's going to turn pro, but he could have. Rowdy Jordan could. That's something good for them. Hope it happens. Go check out the comments you say of the head coach from John Curtis High School about NIL. Do you know his name or would John Curtis, let's see. On NIL, John Curtis coach on NIL. Let's see. I found it. He said, more money, more problems. Or that's the headline anyway. Um, J.T. Curtis. So John Curtis's coach, his name is J.T. Curtis. That's hilarious. Uh, He said, well, they've changed the face of college football. They've changed it for better or worse. Time will tell. I don't think it'll be for the better. Um. He believes with the approval of NIL, the purity, oh, stop it. The purity of the game of football and competitiveness has been lost. Stop it. I hope that we do not destroy the game as we know it, he says now, but with the transfer portal and what's going on in the environment, it is already negatively affecting recruiting in a very negative way. Now we're going to enter money into the picture. I just think we've got some real problems yet to come. I mean, that is just, that's having your head buried so far in the sand, if you think especially a place like that that has sent players to high-level programs. Uh, Recruiting at at the highest level has been about money, first of all. And second of all, the purity of the game is such nonsense. I I mean, how can you watch college football and think the structure of college football is pure? I mean, what are we talking about here? Nick Saban's the greatest coach of all time. He has built a machine at Alabama. They put more players in the NFL than anybody else. So that all of that is why they are signing players. But are we really going to pretend like Alabama's not getting a bunch of kids because they're slinging money their way? I mean, come on. College sports isn't pure. It's intentionally impure. There's nothing pure about it. You've got $7 million coaches in an amateur sport, and you're telling me that's pure? Give me a break. I mean, the, the fear that some people are putting, it, it angers me. I mean, just this kind of, this line of thinking is not rooted in reality, especially coming from someone who sends players to big-time colleges and knows how the game is played. And if he doesn't, his head is buried so far in the sand, it's going to pop out in Japan somewhere. I mean, that, that's just ruined the purity of the game. How can you watch college football in the last decade and say that it is pure at all, if anything about it is pure or just, or fair. Come on. Bo Nix making $2,000 to do an Instagram post about Milo's tea does not ruin the purity of the game. It's it, That's just complete and utter nonsense to me. I, I don't buy it. I don't subscribe to it. It doesn't make any sense. The vast majority of players aren't going to be making any money anyway. And I mean, and like you say, Chris, it'll be above board. The, the money's always been there. It's always been there. But I'll sh- I'll share a story with you. I won't say his name because it, it, it's a person whose life story. Had, you know, you don't need to. But there are players. There's one that that I know in particular that arrived to Ole Miss years ago, not too terribly long ago. It Was when I was in school. He had a duffel bag. That's all he had. Was a duffel bag. That's it. Does all of his stuff, everything. Um, There were times at home when they didn't have running water or electricity because his mom, uh, it was just his mom, couldn't afford. I mean, she worked, but couldn't afford to pay the bills. So he he left a home where at times he didn't have electricity. And he gets to college with a duffel bag of everything that he owns. That's it. It's all he had. And, And you're telling me that that kid getting a couple hundred bucks to do an autograph signing is bad. So he can send that money home to mom to pay electric bills. You're telling me that will ruin the purity of the game. Those kind of comments, it, it drives me insane because college football is filled with young men that came from rough situations that it's awesome that they got to where they got. It takes resiliency. It, it takes hard work and stopping them from, from being able to use their hard work to help themselves and their family out. I, I think it's crazy to even suggest that it would ruin the purity of the game by letting this player that I'm thinking of and the, the thousands more like him make a little bit of money to send home to mom so she can keep the lights on. That's really, that. that's what college football really is. The vast majority of players you see on the field One, won't make a whole lot of money anyway, but two, could really need it. Really need it. And I've seen it with my own eyes. I've heard stories to say that those guys wouldn't continue to work hard if they can help mom out. Give me a break. I just, I don't buy it. I Anyway. There are power in high school football. yeah, I mean, it ruined the purity of the game. Got the best football in the world is NFL. As far as quality of play, it's the NFL. That is the best, highest level of football in the world. And they're all multimillionaires. I mean, certain college kids making some money will not ruin anything at all. And makes it more above board and more pure than it's ever been. Patrick says, the number two guy in Mississippi, a four-star committed to Ole Miss last night. So like you said, this is a new rule that will keep top recruits in the state. Yeah, that was a big pickup. That was surprising last night. Uh, A Germantown kid going to Ole Miss and most everybody during the day thought that he was going to go to Mississippi State and then he delayed his commitment and then commits to Ole Miss. He is a massive, massive kid. I mean, he is going into his senior year of, of high school, and he's like six eight, three thirty, or something. Just a massive, massive individual. But I think this kind of stuff will help keep those kind of guys in inside of your state for sure. Um, sorry about getting fired up there, JP. Yeah, I I didn't expect to see that when when a, a coach like that um talks about the purity of the game. I just then you're not aware of what's going on. And maybe that was a disingenuous example on on my part because not every kid comes from a, a poor background. It, college football is extremely diverse in terms of backgrounds, where these kids come from and stuff like that. But there are so many. when you're, When your team takes the field, there are so many of those kids that came from circumstances that you couldn't imagine. Who am I? Who are any of us to sit here and say that they shouldn't be allowed to better themselves. As a legal adult, to do something that would help make them a little bit of money. That's spoken like somebody that doesn't really understand, to me. I could be off base, but I don't think so on this one. I don't think so at all. And I've seen multiple players, too, uh, for those that are worried about You know, will it disrupt the locker room structure? Whenever Matt Corral signs his big deal, all of his teammates are going to be pumped for him. You know, they're going to be happy for him. Uh, It's not going to be a jealousy situation. Most of these kids understand. In fact, if you have the right coaching staff and the right locker room culture, these kids will understand. If I want to make that money, then I got to be better. I got to, Be engaging and funny on social media. I've got to play better. I've got to work harder. i got to make a name for myself. And when I do that, those endorsements will come. But whenever that deal gets signed, I promise you, the rest of the locker room is going to be like, hell yeah, Matt. Get your bag. Like, good for you. It won't disrupt the culture at all. There, I mean, could there be players that are jealous? Sure. That could happen, I suppose. But if you have the right culture and you're doing it the right way, kids are going to be happy for each other. And they're all still getting their scholarships. It's not like they're all scrapping and clawing for money. The scholarships remain. They get to go to school. They get their room and board paid for. They get food every day. I mean, it's not like Corral signing his deal whenever that comes, which will be soon, um, will take away from the other players. You know what I mean? It's not like he's taking something from them to gain. They're all getting what they currently have. Some guys are just going to get a little bit more. Could it create jealousy? Maybe. It could. Um, Will it, though? It's unlikely the way they support each other. It's very unlikely the way they support each other. What has to happen for a Mississippi school to win a national championship in football? Uh, Not give up a fourth and 25 to Arkansas in 2015? (laughs) I mean, both schools have been close. Both schools in Mississippi have been close. You guys know that. Uh, under the 12-team playoff format, both of them would have made it in 2014. It, it would have happened. Uh, but what has to happen is kind of a perfect storm. Ole Miss and Mississippi State will never compete on an annual basis for a national championship. But what they can do is string together multiple top 20, 15-ish classes, reach up and get into the top 10 once or twice, Um uh, that's what it'll take. It'll have to be a perfect storm of uh, of high level quarterback play, multiple years of attainable recruiting classes in a row, favorable schedules, stuff like that. They they can't do it on an annual basis because the talent acquisition is harder here than it is for the powers in college football. But you saw that formula. Hugh Freeze jokes aside, he showed you that you can win at a high level at Ole Miss. Dan Mullen showed you that you can win at a high level at Mississippi State, but it requires high-level quarterback play. Dak Prescott is the greatest quarterback in school history. Chad Kelly is the – okay, before I go down this road, this is more summer content for later. But Chad Kelly had the best individual season in Ole Miss history at quarterback. That's undeniable. He did. Uh, It takes elite-level quarterback play paired with multiple recruiting classes in a row, the best one being veterans. And a favorable break in the schedule or two. But it's attainable. It, it, it can happen. The people that say you could never win a championship here, that's a, that's false. Ole Miss with, was fourth and 25 away from making the college football playoff, guys. I mean, it, it, it can happen. It absolutely can happen. But it takes – you have to be more efficient here. That's the thing. It, it takes efficiency. You have to evaluate better than most. Um, very little room for error but it's quarterback play paired with consistent recruiting and you got to get a couple breaks in the schedule but it can be done they showed you that it can be done for sure but JP I, I think this afternoon I will have better structured thoughts on the the John Curtis thing um just because you know I read that on the fly I, I wish I could have uh, sat down and like kind of you know etched out what I really think about that would have put together a pretty decent monologue on that, if we're being honest, because um, that just frustrates me. That really frustrates me that, well, it's over now. I mean, his his stance doesn't matter anymore because the, the one player that I'm thinking of um, that came from absolutely nothing, uh, that player today can send money home to his parents can help pay the bills now and um and i love that i love that because he, he didn't go pro got a shot but it didn't work out it's good college player not good enough to play in the nfl anyway you say i uh, bring it up on the show today i wish i could uh the show um the show will be in Starkville today at the Victory Parade, and uh, that will be the focus of it. Um, I was not afforded the opportunity to go. I would have loved to have been there. Uh, though it would just—it's going to be an electric factory in Starkville today. I wish I could be there, but I was not afforded the opportunity to go. And um, so that will be the focus of the show today. Uh, there will likely be a delay, so you might not even hear me today. So may have changed. I don't know, but they'll be at the bin. So Charlie says, do the student-athletes have a cap of how much money they can make? They do not. They have no cap whatsoever. Um, they can make however much they want. I think the market will cap them, though. That's the beauty of the free market is they're going to learn a lot of things. They're going to learn what taxes are like, and that's fine because they can just drop off their, what is it, 1099s uh, when you're a contract worker off to H&R Block and let Johnny – Uh, do their taxes for them, and it'll be fine. Uh, They'll learn about spending. When I was younger, I overspent so much. Every dollar I made, I spent. I wish I would have saved more. Um, They'll learn that lesson as well, just like I did, just like a lot of you did. Um, They'll learn time management and everything else, just like you or I did when we were adults. It'll be fine, but yeah, no cap. But the market's going to cap them. The free market will dictate what their value is, how it always should have. And we're going to learn that it's really not that high. We've already learned that it's really not that high. Unless you're in the 0.1% of college athletes. So going to be live Sunday? Yes, I will. I will. I've got some news on Sunday as, uh, as well uh, about the future of that show. Or lack thereof. So, but I will be live on Sunday. Yeah. Um, In the meantime, y'all have a great day. Enjoy the victory parade. If you're a state fan listening to this, have fun today. I wish I could be there. It's going to be just an electric factory. Y'all have a great time. I know how fun it's going to be. But I got to run. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys uh, possibly on Sunday. Uh, If not, on the radio this afternoon. and then back on Monday morning, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're almost at 100. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. My name right there. Subscribe to YouTube. Tell your friends, please, give me to 100. That would be a great end of the week if I could get to 100 subs on uh, on YouTube. Just 900 short of 1,000, which is the goal for uh, for football season. So y'all have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really glad you're with me. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon.